I'm Danny Carter Iddens, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and the founder and creator of Taking Back You. The month of May is so special for moms, and this May should be no different. And mama, you are facing a unique opportunity right now. This is the perfect time to get started on that dream business that you always wanted to start, or to level up the business that you've started but haven't had the time to grow. And that's why I created Mom Business May. Join me for this free 30-day online workshop that takes you step-by-step and shows you how to start and grow your own business. And even better, throughout the month, I'll be joined by an amazing group of mom bosses whose main goal is to help you make your entrepreneurial dreams your reality. Just think, by this time next month, you could have the beginnings of a great business on your hands. Claim your spot by visiting facebook.com slash groups slash mombusinessmay2020 or visit dannycarteridens.com for more information. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear from seasoned mom bosses every week in May. This May is going to be one for the books, and I can't wait to get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Taking Back You Momcast. Hi, guys. How you doing? Welcome to our third week of Mom Business May. I cannot believe we are more than halfway done and that it is almost the end. This has just been such an inspiring and amazing month for all my mompreneurs who joined us in our Facebook group and also just all the amazing stories that I've been hearing throughout the month from the moms who've been speaking in our group and who have just come in and really shared so much of themselves in their business. And today, you guys, today's no different. You are going to remember our guest because she has been on the show before. Her name is Peggy O'Flaherty. And she is just, I mean, I can't even tell you what an amazing woman she is. She's the co-founder and chief community officer of Mavely, which is the company that I do, I partner with. And I wanted her to come back. And you might remember from episode 37 when she was on before, I wanted her to come back and just kind of tell her story because you guys, this is not the first business that she is the co-founder of. You guys, this is the fourth. So I'm just so excited for her to be there. Listen to the episode. I'll come back at the end and share some more with you. Coming to you straight from Indianapolis, aka the Circle City, this is the Taking Back You Momcast. The Taking Back You Momcast is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic podcast for millennial mamas who are in the thick of mom life. And I'm your host, Danny Carter Iddens, wife, millennial mama, motivational speaker, and motherhood advocate. All right, guys, we are in the final days of a truly life-changing Mom Business May over here at Taking Back You, and we are continuing our look at entrepreneurial mamas who are sharing how they came to add entrepreneur as one of their roles in their life, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Peggy O'Flaherty, and you may remember her from episode 31. 
Seven, which aired earlier this year in February, I believe. Well, guess what? She is back and she is here to tell us all about her journey from being from being a mom to becoming an entrepreneur. And Peggy is the co-founder and chief community officer of Mavely, which is an app that brings together sustainable brands that do good in the world and it curates them for women to share, shop, and even earn money. So today, Peggy's here, and you guys, this is a very special treat, because you see, I shared this in episode 37, but I want to remind you, in case you forgot, Mavely is not Peggy's first business. She has started, and rather, it's her fourth business, and so she's going to share with us the pluses and minuses of each of her businesses that she started, and give us some insight on what she learned along the way. Like like I said before, she's a mom. She's been married for 25 years, you guys. So she knows her stuff. So we're going to listen to her. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, Peggy. How you doing? Well, thank you, Danny. I love being here. And I love the fact that you have such an incredible growing community because you're doing such a great job of serving them, meeting their needs and continually just enriching their lives. So thanks for including me. Well, thank you. And of course I would include, of course I would include you, Peggy. You, um, for my listeners who don't know, she is a, she's, she's a mentor of sorts to me. Um, and actually probably one of the reasons that mom business may is even happening the way it is, um, is, is because of Peggy, because she has put some, some, um, little, you know, bugs in my ear over the last six months or so to, to get me going. Um, and, and to just give me the courage to step out and help women, help moms. Um, so Peggy, I thank you so much for that. And I, I think that, you know, if you're going to listen to anybody about, you know, business, the business world, Peggy, you, you need to be listening to her because in reality, Peggy, you have been an entrepreneur since you were five years old. So tell us about your very first business. <laughs> my very first business, too. I think the last time I told you about my business where I took my wagon around the neighborhood and sold my family's little trinkets um, so that I could have some money to go buy candy. But my second <laughs> business was um, we lived next to kind of a strip mall. And um, again, I really wanted Slurpees. This was like a high priority in my five and six, seven year old <laughs> life. And so I uh, rallied all these children in the neighborhood to put on a talent show. And we would go down the strip mall to see the store owners and their customers. And we would do little skits so that we could, uh, you know, basically, you know, we would do the skit in front of Dairy Queen so we could get an ice cream. Then we would do the skit in front of Kentucky Fried Chicken so we could get some French fries. And then we would do it in front of 7-Eleven so we could get a Slurpee. And so I did these continual shows, um, these little, uh, like a little circus. And um, uh, people in my neighborhood and still my siblings, uh, you know, love to make fun of me because of my little early entrepreneurial uh, uh, skills. Well, listen, I applaud that. I think that's amazing. And, you know, it's just funny how how a, a kid's brain works because um, Slurpees are life. Like, I, I understand why you would be that, why that would be the main goal. Um, <laughs> I actually, I could go for a Slurpee right now. So, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I totally understand that. And if I could put on a talent show to get a Slurpee right now, I would. Because um, that's, yeah, that actually sounds really great right now. So that's, so you, you just like, I love how you just got the, the like the crew together. <laughs> You're just like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to put on the show. They're going to pay us and we're going to buy Slurpees. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I know. 
So, and you knew what to do because you're one of 10 children. So you, you, you know how to get the people going. Cause you, are you the youngest? I or am. You are the youngest. Okay. That's what I thought I remember. I do think that a lot of my entrepreneurial kind of, um, hook spot or like drive comes from the fact that I had nine siblings mm-hmm. in, in addition to my parents that were always encouraging me. Yeah. So that really helped. Yeah. That having that support, support system is really important for a lot of us, I think, because that, that actually may be the make or break for a lot of us, whether or not we follow our entrepreneurial dreams. If we have somebody in our corner, um, one of the questions that I asked in the mom business may group was, you know, who inspires you to do what you do and who inspires you to start your business. And a lot of people said, you know, um, sisters or sisters, uh, and a lot of people said their spouses, you know, just were like, Hey, you can do this go do this. So I, I agree. There's definitely something um, to be said for having people in your corner because when, you know, it's not always easy to start to build a business. So if you have people in your corner that are encouraging you to do it, I think it, it does kind of help you. Um, so, so when did you, so I know that your, your motivation was perhaps a little bit different when you got older, maybe Slurpees weren't your, <laughs> your motivation, but so when did you kind of realize as, you know, as you got older, like, Hey, I want to start a business or I want to build a business, you know, what kind of made you start your first business? Um, well, like most of us, after I got out of college, I jumped into kind of corporate America mm-hmm, and I worked mm-hmm. in the airline business for years and it was wonderful. And then I took full advantage to stay home with my five children. And I, you know, basically did that for 18 years. Um, but during that entire time that I was home with my children, I always wanted to help offset the burden of a big family for my husband. Mm-hmm. So I, I, one, I wanted to financially help us, but two, I wanted to, I wanted to make an impact in the world in my own mom way. And so I started really small with different things like, um, you know, Ebates, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, yeah. eBay, not Ebates, yeah. eBay. Um, there was women in my neighborhood who had fancy handbags and jackets and things like that. And they didn't know how to use that technology. So I became an eBay seller and I would then resell their finer goods and I would take a profit on that. And the first year I was able to pay for our Christmas presents with cash. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, I thought um, my grandmother had passed away and I received tons and tons of costume jewelry. And I Mm -hmm. kept thinking, what am I going to do with this? And so I started making pins for like your jacket and um, I would, you know, put in the special gems and then I would um, sell those right before the holidays as gifts for people. So it would basically be like a flower with a, with a real crystal or a gem or, you know, a fake uh, costume jewelry. And I, that year I was able to pay for our next family vacation again with cash. And I was like, this is amazing. And you know, my husband was giving me a lot of information. Women in the neighborhood were like, wow, you're, you know, quite the entrepreneur. Well, you know, my first real business opportunity came because I was constantly going to the park library or coffees with moms. Mm -hmm. And I really started to get, um, awakened to the idea that we have an opportunity to help other women or to sit and complain. And we can complain Mm -hmm. about our children, complain about our husbands, complain about our schools and complain about our park districts. And I honestly 
was so motivated to find ways that I could help turn women's attitude around. And so I went back to school and I got a business in coaching and I called it creating space because I think we have to be intentional about creating space in our life for the things that matter the most, our friendships, our family, and our faith. Mm-hmm. And so I started then coaching women, which led to, you know, I did one-on-one coaching. I did some group coaching. I did public speaking. And then eventually I wrote a book all through my creating space umbrella. And that was my very first company that I officially became an LLC. And I started small. I worked out of my home. You know, I had to figure out how to do invoicing, but I was that first company. I was motivated because I wanted to help women. Uh, and that's, well, yeah, I mean, and that's why you're here today, <laughs> because that's literally what, um, and I think it's so funny that you would say that same thing, because I think that's the same thing that I discovered um, in with building Taking Back You, was I was sitting, you know, I'd spent a, a couple of years talking to moms, and I realized, kind of like you said, like, we have, we could go, we could go about this two ways. We can sit around and keep complaining and keep woe, woe, you know, woe to me that things aren't the way that we want them to be. Or we can like, you know, um, get up and, and, and make that change. And so I, I agree with you that, yeah, we can, we can do that. Because when I looked around and I decided I wanted to figure out how I could help moms and empower moms, you're right. I noticed a lot of the things that were mom-centered were um, really about complaining about their kids, complaining about their spouses, um, and just a lot of lamenting. Or on the other side, there were almost unrealistic pictures of like motherhood that were like basically unachievable, you know, and, and I, and I talk about this all the time, you know, the pictures you see on Instagram with the white, everybody's in white and the children are in white and the mother's in white and they have white couches and everything's clean. And I'm like, where is this? What children are those who, you know? (laughs) Um, And so that's what I saw. So I'm like, wait a minute, there's a space in the middle. And I love how you say, you know, friendships, family, faith. There's a space in the middle for moms where we can help each other and support each other and empower each other. And instead of just talking about it, like, let's figure out how to make that happen. And I love you said create the space for, for that to happen and for those things, for that, you know, forward movement to exist. I love that. Yes. And so that was your first, that was kind of your first foray. So, um, and I actually, I believe in episode 37, I linked to your book. Um, and I will add that again so that people can check that out again. I will add that link in there, um, in the episode notes. So that was your first business. So what, um, kind of what led to your second business and kind of how, you know, how did you change things from the first time around to the second time around? Well, a great question. And this is where I really want to encourage women who are listening, um, to pay attention to the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first business was truly came out of a sense of a mission to support. Now, all four of my businesses have somewhat of a similar story. So mm-hmm. I'm consistent in that, but I started it because I wanted to help. Right. I wanted to help other women. And, um, where, when I, I believe personally that when you're given certain gifts and talents, mm-hmm. right. Um, 
sometimes it's easy to figure out how to monetize that. And in other times, we're just meant to receive a gift and share a gift that we've been given, our talent or a gift or, or you know, like strength finders. Um, so with the creating space, I really struggled with how to monetize it. And mm-hmm. so I always, I, I honestly, and it probably it had a lot to do with being a young mom, mm-hmm. being new back into business. And I struggled with having people pay me. I just kept wanting to give away my services for free. (laughs) Peggy, this is, we are in the midst of this struggle right now in Mom Business May. I am talking to so many moms about this exact same thing. So listen, listen to her. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I kept putting it back out into the universe, questioning like what was going to be my next step? If I wanted to have creating space to be something I could give away for free with my Facebook page, you know, basically the book, um, my public speaking, one-on-one coaching, I actually said, you know what, I'm no longer going to charge women for one-on-one coaching and mentorship like you and I, Danny, because this is just something I want to do. I love doing it. I'm passionate. I don't need to pay. But, you know, I think there was also a need that my family with five children starting to look at colleges, life was getting expensive. Yeah. So I put it back out into the universe, like, what else can I do? Well, at the same time, the University of Notre Dame was looking um, in a division of them. They were looking to create an app for churches that could help everyday women and men um, relate to their faith and kind of create space (laughs) for um, being intentional with their prayer life. So I jumped on kind of consulting with that. Eventually, you know, my husband and I developed that business and it was called One Parish and it was a part of an umbrella called Growing the Faith. And so we started our second business and it was really to help people that maybe they don't go to church, Mm -hmm. but they wanted to have a more regular prayer life. They wanted good content. They wanted to find local ways to serve in their community. And they maybe wanted to be connected with the message of the pastor. Um, But maybe they did or did not go to church on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So we developed that app. We started selling it all across the country. And then eventually we entered into a marketing agreement with a very large church company that had access to 11,000 churches. We created a marketing agreement with them to help our growth And that was also then a pathway for us to sell the company because we know as a family-owned business, we knew that if a company, a bigger company or corporation took it over, it could grow even bigger. So as much as we loved it, it became like our sixth child. We knew that the growth opportunity would be better with a bigger organization. So we set out on a path and then eventually we sold that, um, you know, and we're able to get a nice return for all of our investors. And that was my second company. Well, that is so cool. And I think that's um, an important note that you made about the app. What I think is really cool is people, um, a lot of the people that I speak to now, you're right. They want more of a connection with, you know, maybe around the idea of faith, but maybe going to church might be not quite in their wheelhouse at this point, or they want kind of an introduction or they're, they're spiritual, but they're not quite sure if they want to take the next step of, you know, um, committing to going to church. There's a lot of different things. So I think that's really cool. And honestly, my journey back to church started with something similar with an app. I started on, I started on the Bible app and I just started reading through the Bible again. And, and then finally I kind of worked my way up to going, you know, back into 
the church as a building. But I think that's really cool that you gave that opportunity. And, and it's interesting that you, when you realize like this is, you know, this could grow bigger and it could help more people if we kind of, if we stepped back, I think that's very important. Um, you know, and it says a lot about you and your husband that you're willing to do that. Cause some people would have, you know, kept going and kept going. And even, and your interest really was to help people um, and to bring people, you know, closer to their faith and closer to God. So that's really cool. So yeah. And, and I see how, like you said, the journey, and I yeah. agree, you know, how Peggy says, like, pay attention to the journey um, because that's another thing that scares us a lot of times is that we look at somebody who's, who's done all these amazing things and we're starting at level one and we go, oh, I can't possibly do that. Well, no, you can't because you're at level one, they're at level 81 and you've got to go through the journey. But um, I think if you can keep that you know, in sight and realize like, okay, there is a journey, there is a process that I'm going to go through. Um, I think that that will help you kind of focus on what you need to do right now, as opposed to what, you know, you wish was happening <laughs> way down the road. So, yeah. well, so and go ahead. yeah, and let me tell you what's really important about that journey. That was about a four year process. Mm -hmm. Two years into it, Danny, we were financially struggling with the company. Yeah. Significantly. I mean, I sat my husband down and it was January and I said, and I had been involved in the kind of the evangelical kind of like faith formation part of the app, but not the business side. Mm -hmm. I did. Those were not my skills, but I had an instinct that the, the money thing was not going right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we right. weren't driving in enough sales. And so I sat my husband down and I said, I really want to understand the business part. Can you show me the details? And so as we started to discover that, I looked at him and I said, we are going to lose our home in six months if we do not change this immediately because we were paying everybody else and we weren't paying ourselves mm -hmm. as business owners. Okay. So another mm -hmm. big part of this. So I said, here's my, and, and honestly, my husband and I both sat at the kitchen table and cried. We thought either we have to pull our kids out of the private school. We have to sell our home. We have to sell this business we have to drive in some additional income right now. What can we do? And we did sit on the couch probably for three or four days and cried. Yeah. And we thought, well, how, you know, like, did we go down this path to create an app and we were going to lose everything? So here's a couple things that we did right away. One, we made the decision. My husband was going to leave the family business and go back to corporate America. Mm -hmm. That meant too, I was going to get to step in and run a company, which was amazing because I didn't know what I was doing, but I was motivated. Um, <laughs> so we took a risk there. I meant three. Um, we decided to obviously, you know, ask for help. And so to be honest with you, Danny, at one, that January, like three months later, we had to go to our church and get food from the food pantry. Yeah. And that was a really hard thing for me to admit. I'm like, my girlfriends didn't even know that we were at that point. I was at a restaurant with my girlfriends one time and somebody had food and they said, oh, just throw it away. And I said, well, can you put it in a doggy bag? I'll take it home for my family. I mean, I had to finally start to admit to people that we were struggling. I mean, I was a business owner and I was struggling to pay our bills. Yeah. Well, the fourth thing about it is we created a partnership with another company that put us on a path to recover and then eventually sell. Um, and it was so empowering that I got to step into the com company and I made a couple pivots with the price of our product, which mm -hmm. took us from like 30 churches or 60 churches that had signed up to a couple hundred churches that signed mm -hmm. up 
right away. So we pivoted the pricing, which we basically dropped the pricing and it ended up growing our business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a really hard thing for people to figure out the price of their product. And I can't go, I mean, we don't have enough time today to go into that, but maybe when we do the Facebook live, yeah. um, but the other thing that I did is Danny, I had been using a skincare that um, was a direct selling company. I never wanted to do one of those pyramid MLM kind of things. Mm -hmm. However, I love the skincare. This lady kept calling me for like a hundred years saying, why don't you sell this with me? Why don't you sell this with me? And to be honest with you, I saw it as an opportunity that I could share a product that I love with a lot of women in my network. I could make an immediate income that could help my family. Well, my very first paycheck was 250. My next paycheck was 600. My next paycheck was 1800. My next paycheck was 2400. And I grew up the ranks in this direct selling company so quickly that um, 2400, I was now paying for five children to go to school at a private right. school. And I'm like, this is worth it. Yeah. Worth it. So I took on another opportunity in the midst of trying to build another business. So that, um, the direct selling company that I did was my third company. Mm -hmm. And, um, I call it a company because when you get into a direct selling company, most women do not realize this, but you are actually owning a legacy part of the business. Yeah. So what ended up happening eventually I was able to sell that business. So if you are in a direct selling or a multi-level marketing company right now, and you've gotten to the point that you're, um, you're ready to move on, make sure you look at your options because I was able to sell that company with my um, customer base and I had built a team of 60 people in mm -hmm. three different countries. So I was able to sell that third company, which was a direct selling company. Um, and in that time, I learned an awful lot about network marketing, sales, social media, coaching people, um, and again, skincare, which I really didn't anticipate any learning anything about skincare. But so the church app, I was able to sell. And then the third company, the skincare company, I was able to sell, which led to my fourth company. Went for your fourth company, which is an, is a wonderful company um, that I'm actually I partner with. So we're going to talk about them in just a second. But I want to just say this that I think that is another thing that um, we've been focusing on in Mom Business May is multiple streams of income um, because I, I had shared with them with the moms that you know in our household right now. I, and I think that we are. Um, I think my husband and I and, there, and several people in our age range, the, um, I refer to us as the elder millennials, we kind of experienced a weird time um, where right when we were getting out of college and grad school, there was a recession. So we had all this education and no jobs. Um, and so I think what it did is it created in a lot of people um, in, in our generation that kind of fear that we never wanted to kind of be beholden to one particular, um, you know, job anymore. And so I think literally in the last 10 years, we've always had at least two or three things going at any given time from which we are drawing income. Just because we remember when I remember times when my husband would be sitting in the kitchen and he'd have the phone book open and he would just be calling businesses. Are you guys hiring? No. Okay. Are you guys hiring? No. Okay. And so I, yes, multiple streams of income, multiple streams of income, um, do what you, you know, you know, and, and don't look down on MLMs. I think that's very true. I think sometimes that there's a negative connotation there, but there is definitely a way to build a legacy 
uh, through MLM. I really do. Uh, I, I really do believe that. And I'm actually a part of an MLM company. I don't sell it. Um, I don't sell it like I used to back when I started off in the beginning. And, and that was kind of the beginning of taking back you. But I definitely see it as a viable option for bringing in more income. And I've seen people pay for, you know, like you said, they're paying for private school. They're paying for all these things for their, for their children um, because they're selling skincare or selling supplements or, you know, something that they truly believe in and they stand behind. So speaking of things that you believe in and stand behind, um, Mably, which is an app that, like I talked about at the beginning, that curates sustainable brands and, you know, brands that are doing good in the world. Um, the Peggy reached out to me, gosh, it's probably been, yeah, maybe about six months, maybe a little bit longer and said, hey, Danny, I, w I want you to look at this app and see if this is something that you would be interested in. And it's such a, Mavely is such a great opportunity. I'm gonna put the link in um, in the episode notes if, if you wanna learn more. But tell us more about Mavely and how that has just created another space for women to you know, um, shop their favorite products, to share them. And the best part about it is you, if you become a partner, you can earn money for, you know, kind of bringing people in um, and, and doing the same. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that introduction on my new uh, company, Mavely. Um, I was, well, the, part of it built off the direct-to-consumer or the, um, the multi-level marketing company that I had been doing. Mm -hmm. I loved the idea that women could share products that they actually care about um, with their friends and family. And I wanted to do it in a way that was natural and authentic mm -hmm. instead of pushy, because I saw that influencers were sharing products every single day on social media. And there was a huge selection of brands that were willing to pay an influencer to share their products. And an influencer compared to somebody doing direct selling, um, an influencer was being elevated and and uh, glamorized, mm -hmm. whereas an everyday woman who was sharing products with her friend were being demonized and yeah. looked like they were pushing products and um, trying to monetize off their girlfriends. So I thought there has to be a perfect blend between the two. Yes. There's, there's always the truth is somewhere in the middle. So I thought I want to be able to create a platform where we can first focus on direct-to-consumer brands. So products that you don't see in the mall or Nordstrom's or Target or Walmart. So basically startup companies, mm -hmm. unique brands that are new and up and coming. I, I always love being the, the woman at the party who has a purse that nobody else has. Or, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love to give a, a present to my girlfriend or my husband or my children and have it be something unique. So direct to consumer brands are basically brands that people have never usually heard of before, but they're also usually female founded. Mm -hmm. sustainable, clean, and products and companies that have a mission. So my first priority was how do I help those cool brands get discovered? But then the second thing is I wanted to have a platform where women could shop and discover something new and then put more money back into their pocket. So I developed Mavely with my investor from my second company. Nice. So the company who the relationship, I, so here's another little tip for mom entrepreneurs. Relationships are key. Yes. So when you look to go do fundraising, it's hard to do fundraising or go on to Shark Tank and pitch <laughs> an idea to somebody that you have no relationship with. Yeah. 
But when you know your VC or your venture capitalist and you've built a relationship, it makes it very easy when you have success one time to have success a second time. So my VC or my investor and I sat down and we wrote a business plan on how to solve those two problems, how to get direct consumer brands discovered and how to help put more money back into women's pockets. So we developed Mavely. We went to market about a year and a half ago. We've grown to over 16,000 women. And so basically, Danny, anybody that's listening to your call today, I would love to have them apply to our partner program so that they could come on board, discover new products, and then earn um, that commission as well. Because these brands are so generous. We're not only giving away products very often, Mm -hmm. but we're also putting more money back into women's pockets. But what we took away were some of the things I did not like about the direct selling industry. I didn't like the pyramids and the levels. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't like the certain sales goals and targets so that I didn't like that I had to spend $100 every month to make 200 Right. Because then I was really right. only making 100 Yeah. So I basically took out all the yucky <laughs> stickiness of a direct selling company and I made it clean and seamless. There's no hidden agenda. There's yeah. no stickiness or confusion. And um, it's just basically an opportunity to discover and share things. And um, that is what Mavely is. Yes. And and the one of the greatest things that I think um, about Mavely, and, and this is something that I, I agree with you, um, because that is definitely a very... Um, common MLM trait where they say, oh, okay, well, you can get a commission after you spend do-do-do-do-do, you know, however much money, whatever they decide is the, is the dollar amount. Mavely, you get a commission on the products that even if you just like Mavely and you want to shop for yourself, you get a commission on those products as a partner. And what's crazy, so basically that's like, if you look at it's a discount, even more than the discount. So, um, that's the part that I couldn't get over. I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to the dog and pony show or anything like that. This is amazing. I just, it's so funny. I just got an email today from the MLM that I'm a part of. And I guess I just got a new ambassador. I don't know how I did that. And they go, and you can get your bonus if you're qualified, which means I have to spend a certain amount of money to to get the bonus that I may or may not have earned, you know? Um, So yeah, I definitely agree with you that that's, that's, that part of it is so amazing to hear that you don't have to, you know, go through a whole bunch of things. You just share the products and you share the partnership and then people can, you know, you can help moms and help other women get money back in their pockets. I love that. I love that. Yes. that the space- so if anybody is interested and they go to the Mavely.life site, um, they can read about our partner program yes. in more detail. And again, it's it's very transparent. There's no hidden secrets yeah. or hidden detail. They can download Mavely and just get started. So yeah. that's, it's very simple and straightforward. And the products and brands are amazing and beautiful. And yes. I'm thrilled with the way that our platform looks and, and the integrity behind it. So thanks, yes. for, thanks for helping me share that story. No problem. Um, so we are going to, I have just like maybe two more questions for you because I know you are very busy. So I want to let you, uh, let you go so that you can go on to the next thing. And, and a lot of the questions that we, that I had, we answered them through our talk anyway. Um, and, and I would love just, just a, a further note. I want to, I want to let everybody know on May 27th, in the Mom Business May Facebook group, Peggy will be speaking to us live. Um, and I think we kind of, we hadn't figured out the topic, but I think we kind of figured out the topic as far as the, our money. I think I, I really want you to kind of talk about money 
um, and, and getting paid what you're worth and compensated what you're worth. I, I really feel like that's the, that's the topic. Um, so she's going to talk to us about that because that is something that we are dealing with, you know, and it is a mindset issue and, and, and believing what you are worth and being compensated for your experience. So she's going to join us on May 27th. If you want to hear more from her, join the mom business make group. You can go to dannycarteridens.com slash MBM and you'll be able to find a way to join, to get into that group. We are going all May long and the group will more than likely go past May. So the last thing that I want to ask you is, you know, you learn something from each of your businesses and we, we heard a lot of the positives I want to hear because I want, I want to be authentic and I want to be real. What were some of the, you know, kind of holdbacks that made you kind of wonder like, is this, am I doing the right thing for me, for my family, um, for my mission? And then kind of how did you get over those and how did you not use, not allow those to stop you and keep going? Cause I think that's the thing we run into a lot is we run into roadblocks and we have a decision that we can make. We can let that roadblock roadblock stop us. And then we just go on and do whatever we were doing before, or we can keep knocking that roadblock down and keep plugging through. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you three, um, three real quick answers to that. One, when I started to do the direct selling company, I had so many people that, really were naysayers and negative to mm -hmm. me about entering into direct selling and that I was going to be pushing products on them and that uh, people who used to always engage with my posts stop engaging with me. Mm. Um, I would go into a party and people would walk the other way and it was very hurtful, but I learned an awful lot about my own integrity and about the idea that not everybody, you know, people's opinions of me is, is none of my business. Mm -hmm. And um, if I knew that I was doing this to help my family, and if I thought the products were good, then I had to be true to myself. Now, at one point, it got to where the culture of the direct selling company and their business practices were eventually uh, butting up against some of my core values. Mm -hmm. And they had, like you said, they had some of these sales contests that were, you know, on Halloween or on New Year's Eve. And they said, just kept push people to sell more, push your friends to buy more. And eventually I had to say, this is now. Right conflicting with my core values. I'm not going to push people on Halloween or New Year's Eve to try to run for an arbitrary goal. So the company just makes more money and it's taking away from their family time. Exactly. And I was not going to ask my friends to buy things they didn't need and have products in their closet. And then I'm benefiting off of that to right. win a new piece of jewelry or a fancy car. And so I really had to then pivot away from that. And so the third thing is, again, when you're in business, there are always going to be people who are going to doubt what you're doing. Mm -hmm. There are always going to be people they'll say, you're not going to be able to do that, or you made a mistake in what you were doing. And that's hurtful because people had no idea in any of the four companies that I've done, each one were a, uh, they built upon each other. Mm -hmm. I built skills and I built my income off of each one meaning each one has been a stepping stone, but in some people's eyes, if they don't know what I sold the company for it, they may look at it as that was just a waste of time or Peggy failed in that venture. Mm -hmm. 
And so I had to thicken up my own skin. Mm. And um, so I mean, one is like really staying true to your core values. And that was hard. It, it challenged me. I mean, two, not worrying about what other people are thinking about you because they're thinking it anyways. They may or may not say it and people are not always kind. So in business, mm-hmm. you have to have a thick skin and you have to decide really quickly, are you doing it as a business or are you doing it as a hobby? And if you're doing it as a hobby, that's very different. And right. so you can be a little bit more playful and concerned about everyone's feelings. If it's a business, you have to open up your skin. <laughs> so then the third thing- I love is, that. <laughs> yeah. and, and the third thing that I think I've really learned, honestly, in the last year, more than my entire life, Danny, is that there's so much that I don't know. Yes. And it's okay to be really vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. And at this last year, between losing my mother, losing one of my best friends from a, a, a relationship that just did not work out, um, having some real significant struggles with a marriage at 25 years, my oldest child going off to college and being in the midst of a startup, mm-hmm. I really started to get to the point that I was starting to have some mental um, stress. Yeah. And it was getting so hard that I didn't want to admit it to anyone, let alone myself. But soon as I started to really listen to Brene Brown mm. and her talk about vulnerability, and I started to admit to myself that I needed some help, I needed some counseling, you know, I needed to see some doctors to help me manage through all the different struggles I was going through. I had to admit some things to my husband that I was, you know, struggling with. And quite honestly, I had to admit some things to my business partners that I did not want to admit. I didn't want to cry in front of them. I didn't want to admit that I was over my head in a couple of different things that were going on, or at least I felt that way. And so I think the biggest lesson I've learned right now is about in the vulnerability it actually made me more connected to my business partners, to my family, Mm -hmm. to myself. By being honest and vulnerable, I've grown so much in this last year that I feel like I'm almost like transforming into another new person again. Um, And so those would be my lessons that I've learned um, through business. Well, and that, those are all really, yeah. And I think um, even, <laughs> I think those are great lessons. Even if you never start any business, you, you, I think those are great lessons to, to, to keep in mind and to learn. And I think, I feel like we do learn them as life goes along, but it's accelerated definitely when you have to, you know, start a, uh, when you're starting a business. And I love the vulnerability. That is very hard for me because I'm a performer my whole life. You know, I've been, I'm, I'm a dancer, I'm a singer, I'm an actress. And so I'm always on stage and I'm always performing. And so for, it's very hard for me at first to, show the days when you know to not be on um and i remember just like going on alive and not wearing makeup that was super hard for me like and it's just like weird things like that but you know i'm used to if i'm on stage i'm full makeup full hair let's do this so i think just those little things being willing to be vulnerable and willing to step outside of you know your comfort zone those allow people to see like you're, you're, oh, this, I'm actually dealing with a human. This is a human being. Cool. You know, um, and it, it, and it does kind of break down those barriers where people can see, hey, we have more in common, um, you know, than we don't. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope, you know, my listeners, um, well, I know my listeners got something out of this episode because like I said, she, Peggy, you've been such a great um, inspiration and a source of information for me. So that's why I wanted you to join Mom Business May. And I actually, I think I asked you, you were my first ask 
my very first ask when I knew I wanted to, to do this again, um, I was like, okay, well, Peggy, definitely she's in, um, because she, you're just such a great resource and, you know, just a great way for, for moms to, to see, like it can happen. You, you know, you have five children, you, you know, have run four business, built four businesses. You, um, are your marriage, you're still, (laughs) it's been 25 years. Like all of these things I want people to see that like all of these things, can happen. Um, it wasn't easy, you know, it wasn't easy, but it, it's definitely doable. And that's what I wanted for, for my moms to see. So if you want to learn more about Peggy and all of the amazing things that she does, you can visit PeggyOflaherty.com. And also, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I will share all of her social media information in the notes for this episode. Um, and I'll also share a link for Mavely and I'll share her book. I'll share anything I've got on her so that you can learn more. And like I said, she's going to join us in our Mom Business May group on May 27th. She's going to be one of our guest speakers, and that will be live, but it'll also be recorded. So if you can't join us that day, you can't listen that day, um, then it'll definitely be there. But the great part about joining us live is that you can ask questions of, the, of our speakers, you know, in real time. So if there's any, do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we go for today? No, I guess I would just encourage to, or I should say, yes, I would encourage them that if they have something on their heart that they feel that they are called to do, the best thing that they could do is start doing it. Do a couple things, you know, write out a business plan, talk mm-hmm. to somebody that's done it before, you know, ask people if they think that there's a need for it, but don't hold yourself back, you know, let yourself step into it and lean into it. And you may be really delighted that if it's really something that's put on your heart to do, Mm -hmm. usually the path becomes a little bit easier, even though it could be rough and hard, but the path does get easier if you actually act on your instincts. So that's what I would say. Good luck ladies. You got it. Thank you so much, Peggy. That, that's great advice. We always say, you know, if God put it on your heart, then that means that he knew you were going to be a mom when he put this on your heart. He knew you were going to be a wife. He knew you were going to be a sister or a mother or, you know, all those, all those roles. And he still put it on your heart. So that means you're supposed to do it. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I will see you in the Mom Business May Facebook group, and I will talk Talk to you soon. Bye. You know, every time I talk to Peggy, I just am in awe of the amazing woman that she is. She has um, helped me in so many ways. She has been a mentor to me in building my business and just, I don't even know. There's so many facets of her life that are just so inspirational and something that I look up to. She's just, she's a great woman. And, and, you know, honestly, she reached out to me and she just said, Hey, I think this would be a great thing. And I thought, yes. And we just kind of hit it off. We ended up doing a talk and we hit it off. And now I, I, I hope you guys can see why this is her second time on the show why I asked her to be a part of Mom Business May, why I, you know, why she's in my life, because she's a great woman, an amazing woman, an inspiring woman. And she just, you know, she kind of, she follows my motto of just lifting people up and taking people with you and mentoring people. And it's just something that she just does and and out of the goodness of her heart. If you want to learn more about Peggy, you can go to PeggyOfFlaherty.com. And then I'm also going to put all the information for her social media handles in the notes for this episode. Thank you so much. I hope that um, 
I can't, like I said, I can't believe this is the, almost the end of Mom Business May. We just have one more week of Mom Business May. And next week's episode, it's going to be just me. I'm going to share some stuff with you and um, just some cool business processes or business things that I picked up along the way. So hopefully you won't be, you know, upset that it's just a little old me. But next week, yeah, I will be back to share the last part of Mom Business May. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. For more information on Taking Back You and the Taking Back You Momcast, visit us at takingbackyou.com. From there, you'll be able to follow us on social media, listen to past episodes, and learn all about the mission of Taking Back You. Be sure to subscribe to get future episodes. And from all of us at Taking Back You, thank you so much for your support.